Welcome everyone to another edition of the Dress of a Watch podcast. So many people in here already. Hello, hello. How are you? Very good, very good. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Everything's great. Uh, a little hay fever, but uh, that's something I can cope with. Very good, very good. So, where are you? Where are you right now? Uh, I'm at home. I'm actually in my new flat, so there's still no artworks. Uh, I'm in the <laughs> office, just the couch there uh, for the guests. Um, nothing fancy yet. Uh, just moved in here and, uh, yeah, basically uh, been living here for the last two months now, like in, in self-quarantine uh, yeah. regarding home office because we yeah. were all sent to home office in Germany, or most yeah. of us were, uh, due to the corona situation. Very cool, very cool, yeah. I'm here in Vienna in my flat. I think you've been watching quite some time. You yeah. know the background already. Yeah, absolutely. It hasn't changed. I did not. <laughs> so, so yeah. yeah, that's. I mean, it's totally fine. I think uh, now um, in Austria we can go outside again and start. Restaurants yeah. have opened and everything. So it's it's the it's, same in Germany. So yeah. usually, like one or two days in the week, I go to the office. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, just to take care of the, of the post that's coming in and stuff. Uh, like uh, we usually uh, set fixed days uh, with our colleagues so that we don't just all, all there at the same time, which would be a little uh, yeah. inconvenient uh, in regarding to the uh, social distancing. But yeah, that's that's working fine. Yeah, but I think it's also quite cool that um, I think the the way we work will change a bit more in the future. Absolutely, like home office and. And having people from all around the world, so, absolutely. So that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. In regards to my work that I do for the for the watch industry, uh, yeah. especially for eight past ten, it's yeah. not really anything different because uh, we usually work from everywhere in the world, and yeah. so we're all used to working on the computer. We do our uh, regular Skype meetings, and so that's that has been uh, like that for all those years. So that's no problem at all. Very good. Very good. Okay, so I think. We can we can start right off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Simeon, how did you get into watches? Getting into watches is that's actually something quite interesting. And I brought a watch uh, to show you, uh, and I hope that everybody can see it. Yeah. This is a, a Chrono Swiss uh, Luna Chronograph, and this is actually uh, a watch that um, my grandmother. Uh, it actually belonged to my grandfather. And uh, after he passed away, um, for six years, this was lying uh, in a closet. And uh, at one point, my grandmother, she found it. And she knew that uh, I was looking for a watch because it was uh, my 18th birthday was approaching. And I was like, yeah, I think that's something nice to commemorate. We, we always uh, gifted watches in the family. So like back when I was younger, so when you graduated uh, like primary school, you got a baby G or something yeah. like that. So yeah. like uh, no no fancy high-end watches, but uh, like some stuff that, that will last uh, for some time and will commemorate uh, those events. And um, actually, I still own my first watch, which is a Flick Flock. Uh, I still have the one. Uh, yeah, it, it's so, somewhere somewhere in the boxes uh, um, from moving into my new flat, but I, I have to dig it up. But um, it, it is there. I'll post some pictures at some point. Yeah, awesome. And, yeah, she, she knew that I was uh, looking for a watch, and uh, then she said, okay, why don't you take this one? And I was like, 
Yeah, it looks nice. It's 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 a little dressy, uh, with the, especially with the steel and gold. But uh, it it's a nice looking watch. And I was like, yeah, probably you need to get some new batteries. And she was laughing, and I was like, why? And then she said, yeah, you have to wind it. And I was like, winding a watch? I I didn't know about mechanical watches at that point. So that was something completely new for me. And uh, yes, uh, I started winding it, and. Um, it was uh, it was running actually without any issues. Um, I still brought it to a watchmaker uh, just to uh, yeah to have sure that everything's working fine, that there are no oils that have been uh, stuck or any gears that might be broken. Um, just a regular service because this watch uh, right now it's from 1988, uh, Christmas uh, 1988. Uh, my grandfather purchased this watch, so it. It has been the first service ever done to that piece, so uh, that, that was uh, rather uh, good to do that. The only issue with this watch is because uh, the pushers are square, yeah. uh, you cannot get it watertight anymore because yeah. um, the, uh, the rubber gaskets that you need for it uh, they don't they don't build them anymore, so yeah. it's it's not water resistant. So I'm I'm very very careful with this watch, and it is a watch that I really appreciate and that I dearly love, uh, and it is yeah one of my most favorite timepieces in my collection. Yeah. Even though I don't wear it that often, just because it's if at least mentally it's a, it's a very pre precious watch to me. Yeah. So this is actually the watch that got me started into uh, watches, and to answer Patrick's question, uh, which he sent. I was actually wearing a, that will be coming at a later point, a G-Shock Mattmaster today because I was too lazy to wind a watch, uh, <laughs> actually, and uh, quartz watches are great for that. Um, yeah. yeah, so basically, uh, when, I, um, when I was looking for, uh, for the next, uh, or for the watch to buy for me, then this really uh, made me think about, okay, there are mechanical watches, there is something to it, and... Um, Based on that, I learned, like, my mom, she was wearing an Omega Constellation at the time, the same my grandmother had as well. She, uh, both of them got it from my grandfather. And uh, my father, he was always wearing, like, like a Psycho watch. Uh, it is an automatic one. Uh, I don't know the reference number of it, and he's been wearing that for years. And the only person in my family to really wear watches actively was my uncle. He, was, uh, he had an Omega Speedmaster. Uh, the watch he wore the most was a Maurice Lacroix. Uh, okay. I don't know the exact model. It's a day-date version, uh, okay. which he got from his wife for their uh, for the marriage. So that is something uh, very nice as well. Um, yeah, so basically then I was looking into uh, watches, and uh, I started with like, yeah, I like diving, so I need a dive watch. And um, the watch that I got then for my 18th birthday um, was a uh, Tissot Sea Star which is a 300 meters water resistant dive watch, um, which is a very cool watch. I don't have it here at the moment. It's, it's actually at the safe, so I only brought a few watches uh, to show. Uh, and the rest of them are at the safe at the bank. Um, so uh, it's a very cool watch. It's, it's an affordable yeah. piece and uh, something I really, uh, really enjoyed or still really enjoy. And um, yeah, that kind of started it, the whole thing. And then afterwards, uh, yeah, um, the, the rest is history, as you say. Uh, it's, you, you can see it in my Instagram account. Uh, yeah, there, yes. there have been quite a lot of watches uh, yeah. coming into my collection um, and at the most different prices. So there are watches yeah. that are 200 euros and there are watches that are a lot more expensive. Yeah. Yeah, I feel, I feel that um, especially the, the, the point of price is the price tag doesn't, it's not really important. It's more 
yeah. the emotion um, the, the technicality of the piece absolutely the design of course and then what what do you pair it with with what achievement or what emotion do you put into it so I have I have the same thing I have some expensive pieces but I also have some um, less expensive pieces and um, I think I said it yesterday um, I just recently got into uh, swatch Swatch are great. I mean, uh, very cool. Yeah. yeah, I had a swatch as well uh, for a rather long time, but that one was uh, stolen uh, when I was at the swimming pool. So that kind of sucked. Yeah, it was uh, really bad. Somebody broke into my locker and they yeah. basically had this, took the wallet, took the phone, took the yeah. uh, took the watch, and it, it was a swatch. Uh, nothing, nothing fancy. Just a uh, the three hand model uh, with the day and date. Um, yeah. So not that expensive, but it was a watch I liked, and yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was uh, yeah, a rather sad story because that was that is actually the only watch that, that has ever been lost or oh, sold okay. in, uh, in my collection, which I'm actually very happy about because there yeah, are other yeah. watches that would hurt a little more, at least financially. Very, very true. Yeah, um, Patrick. <laughs> Patrick, uh, when I was talking to Patrick, he, yeah. he has like this. Uh, uh, well, obsession, or maybe not, it's, it's not an obsession, but his, his watches, they have some specific types. And, yeah. um, and we were talking a couple of days uh, after about the, the Submersible e-commerce version, the green one. And uh, he just said that this would be a good watch for us. And I told him, I really like it, but I don't know if I want to spend that much money on. on yeah, on I, I, I fully agree. And uh, it is a watch I really like, and it's probably my favorite Panerai uh, yeah. at the moment. It's uh, I love the green dial, I love the green yeah. strap, uh, right. and and I love the all steel bevel. Uh, that is something I really uh, love about it. But it's eight thousand five hundred euros, if yeah. I'm right, or eight thousand six hundred. So it's a it's a rather expensive watch, and it is something you have to pay uh, online because you you can't go into a store because it's a purely uh, online uh, e-commerce version which makes it rather unattractive for me because I am, well, I'm like uh, more the, uh, the old type, if, if yeah. you may say so. Um, I prefer going into a store, checking out the watch on my wrist, uh, handling it. I mean, of course, I can send it back if I don't like it from Panerai, but still, I, I prefer to, to get uh, a little bit more interactive uh, with the watch uh, yeah. before purchasing it. Yeah. I actually uh, purchased a watch online once, like, yes. like a, an, an expensive watch, so I, I bought, uh, like I have a Seiko uh, that I bought online, or for example, this Citizen uh, okay. dive watch, which is a rather uh, big piece. It's 52 yeah. millimeters uh, in diameter. Um, it's a dive watch. Uh, I love it because it's a very technical piece, and yeah. um, it's the only solar-powered professional dive watch that's ISO certified, uh, as far as I know, at least uh, what they advertise it for. And um, the watch that I actually bought uh, back then was a Gigeli Kultra Master Compressor Navy Seals dive watch. Okay. Okay. And uh, that is uh, one of the reasons why I hate uh, buying watches online, because I bought it at the JLCE boutique. And um, I had to send it back uh, like a few weeks after a purchase because uh, the triangle uh, on top of the bezel, like this one, yeah. that was applied and it was loose and you could just spin it around. Wow. And um, okay. I sent it back uh, like via a jeweler. The yes. uh, the jeweler is now my uh, my go to place if I buy a yes. watch. Um, 
and without knowing me, they put all the effort in that they could uh, for me to get this watch serviced uh, with a warranty. Yeah. And the the big issue was that uh, when it came back half a year later from service, after oh, being told we have to um, uh, remake the ceramic bezel, everything has to be redone, and because it's a limited edition, uh, we don't have the machinery anymore. Uh, yeah, they just sent it back and the triangle was still spinning. So uh, I was like, yeah, I don't want to have the watch anymore. Uh, take it back. I want to get uh, get a refund. Yeah. Uh, they paid the refund uh, and then I bought a GMT Master from it at, at my uh, my dealer, which is now my, my standard uh, jeweler. Yeah. Very good deal. <laughs> uh, absolutely. And I, I love the GMT Master and yeah. everything's working fine with that watch. So yeah. that was a good choice. Very nice. Which one? Which one is it? Uh, the Batman. Ah, the Batman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool piece. I think yeah. the the Batman the the Batman has been becoming more popular. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. so so I think the um, so next to the the Pepsi, of course, uh, I I feel that I see a lot more Batman watches on Instagram uh, uh, being posted. So I have the feeling it's it's a I mean, it is a popular piece, and uh, we, we can both agree on that. Um, but I feel that it's becoming even pop more popular than than other pieces. Yeah, it is indeed. And uh, like the the sales uh, for for the Batman, um, like back in the day uh, when the uh, the original Batman was announced, um, the standard black uh, bezel GMT Master was sold a lot more, at least at my dealer yeah. and uh, for uh, Rolex in Germany in general. And uh, when the Pepsi came out and when the Batman, uh, like in the second version with the uh, Jubilee bracelet came out, those just went through the roof. And uh, like my father, he's a very lucky guy. He got both. And um, yeah, it was actually he got the Pepsi first because he always loved the Pepsi. Yeah. And uh, then when he, he often saw me wearing my Batman and yeah. he saw it in comparison, he was like, yeah, I do like that one as well. And then <laughs> he got that one as well. Um, he do, he doesn't have uh, many watches, so like um, he has a Submariner, uh, yeah. this uh, the the two Pepsi's, uh, the two GMT Masters, uh, one Pepsi, one Batman, and a Daytona. So he's like uh, a little more reserved, and uh, yeah, but he doesn't wear watches uh, that much anyway because uh, he's a physician, and yeah. uh, wearing watches at work when you're disinfecting your hands all the time, yeah. wearing gloves, that just doesn't work for you. No, 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 it doesn't, it doesn't, and um, and. How did how did you get into um, working with the guys at Eight Past Ten? How did that come about? That was actually a funny story. So my girlfriend back in the day, it was like, uh, yeah, I, I kind of want to start a blog, write something about watches because uh, I'm really passionate about it. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, you can start a blog, but you also need an Instagram account for that. And I was like, never heard of that. What is it? And uh, then she introduced me uh, to Instagram and. Uh, I was just going there, doing some postings. Um, I had a cam, I had a rather good camera back in the day as well, and uh, I always seemed to be uh, handling the camera quite well. So I took some nice photos, and that that got off uh, for some time. And yeah, just uh, started uh, to follow some people that uh, were posting interesting stuff. And then uh, there were some guys, uh, like one of them, Christian Hagen. Um, Oh, I just see uh, Nick, Nick is, is uh, starting to watch as our CEO <laughs> at Eight Past Ten. So basically, yeah, and Christian Hagen, he posted like, we're looking for people who are interesting to write uh, on our new website that's coming up and a new yeah. network that's coming up. And I was like, I haven't 
I have written some stuff, uh, but not that much uh, recently. Yeah, just give it a try. And uh, then I um, yes texted him, and uh, he was like, yeah, uh, that's great. Just sent me some articles. Uh, he also got me some topics that I could write about. And I started writing that, and then I was on board. And, uh, and that was in 2015. And, yeah, basically ever since, uh, I've been working for 8 past 10, uh, writing articles, taking photos. And, uh, yeah, we, we see each other uh, in Basel World, uh, for example, um, yeah, basically uh, that's that's what I do there. Then I'm also doing some community management. Um, of course, a lot of content planning that we do because we don't just yeah. do articles. We also do videos. We do podcasts. Yeah. We do quizzes. Um, so a, a lot of stuff actually. And this is something that's uh, been really interesting and it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a great team. I mean, we're we're spread a bit because Patrick and me we're in Germany and the rest of the team is uh, in Copenhagen in Denmark. Uh, so. Like yeah, once or twice a year, I'm going to uh, Copenhagen as well, uh, just right, cool. to to visit everybody, and so that we have our meetings uh, in place as well. So that is something that is uh, really cool, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's a great team, and um, it's super fun working uh, with them. And uh, I think what what we do is uh, very entertaining, and um, I at least I hope so. Uh, yeah, I love the quizzes. I love oh, that, that. That's that's great. There is another one coming up that is very difficult, and I uh, I really had to put a lot of effort into uh, solving the quiz because I, I was not uh, participating in the creation. Yeah. Uh, I just uh, got the quiz uh, to try it out, and I was like, "Oh God, that's difficult." And I was like, "Okay, this could be it." And uh, that was that's really fun when you get challenged. And uh, yeah, this is also something that we do. And yeah, basically my main job is photography, articles, uh, and then the content planning. So that's yeah. That's I, I really that. I really love your photography. It's very clean. Th thank you. Thank you. And uh, uh, true to 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 the reality. Yeah. And what you often see, you see a lot of pictures online that with a lot of filters and and different yeah. kinds. And and I actually just started getting into photography more because I. Um, yeah, I'm very passionate about watches as well. And, um, yeah, I know. And, and your photos are great. I love your wrist shots. That is something that I'm not really good at, is taking wrist shots. And, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, I have uh, your wrist shots up on, on my computer. I, <laughs> they look that's... great. Oh, thanks. Uh, like, this is something that I, I, I usually take a lot of photos uh, to, um, yeah, until I have one that I'm satisfied with. And Patrick is actually pointing something out is uh, that I'm uh, not able to take pictures with my phone. And that is absolutely right. <laughs> if I don't have a camera with me uh, and I take a picture on my phone, then it's just, yeah, I'll use that for personal stuff. I don't yeah. post it because yeah. I'm usually not happy with it. I just, I, I, I don't know, I need a real camera and it's, it doesn't really matter if it's a super expensive camera, but I have to have a camera with some manual controls and stuff uh, so that is uh something that's working out better for me because with the phone i don't know i just don't yeah. get it right yeah i i do, I do understand it it's not so easy i mean i've i've noticed i took a lot of pictures with the iphone in yeah. well last year actually um on, for instagram as well and then i got a new camera um i actually got the canon eos rp and, oh nice um, nice it, it changed everything yeah, um, and Actually, I always... it's yeah. Sorry, no, no, it's a great camera. I, I had it for a test uh, once because yeah. I'm actually quite a, a camera geek as well. Really? And uh, nice. yeah, during uh, quarantine, I just switched systems, so I went to Nikon uh, yeah. with the Z6, and um, I'm I'm really happy with that one. I'm just waiting for the macro uh, lens to arrive. Um, so that that's uh, 
really nice thing. And I was shooting Canon for over a year. And yeah. um, I was also shooting uh, Sony I, for some time. Uh, that was actually the the first good camera that I had was a Sony. And uh, yeah, I also shoot Fujifilm uh, a lot, which is basically my my love camera because I just love the design and love shooting with it because it's like looking all manual and analog. Yeah. Um, so that's nice. Uh, but the the Nikon is probably going to be my go-to camera um, yeah, okay. for, for the future. And not just for watch photography, like for all the photography that I do. Yeah, but um, we do. I do have to say that um, you can take a lot of great pictures with the phone. Um, Absolutely, they, they have become so good. And, Absolutely, um, and if you have Lightroom, as Patrick is saying, uh, definitely it, it definitely helps. I, I use Affinity uh, ah, as okay. a photo editor. Uh, I, I I don't know. It just works better for me uh, than yeah. Lightroom. But uh, yeah, that's just a personal preference. It's, it's the same with the camera. I mean, like uh, some people prefer. Uh, using the phone, uh, some people uh, prefer the camera, and it's the same with the camera brand that you choose. They're they're all good. I mean, uh, I have a Canon camera that is 15 years old, and I take photos with that, and I've used these photos for articles. And uh, there's actually one photo that Tudor has reposted, and they asked me, "Do you have a higher resolution because it's only eight megapixels?" And I was like, "Yeah." That is the thing. Uh, was taken on an eight megapixel camera, so I don't have any higher resolution. <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah, okay, it's fine. We'll we'll use it anyway." <laughs> so that's uh, that's quite nice. And um, yeah, yeah. That is, and uh, and um, I do uh, just to answer the question or the the comments um, with uh, Lightroom and, and 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 filtering. It's I don't think it's about filtering. I think it's more about um, un uh, cleaning the shot. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, and sometimes like, I, I like these warm pictures. So I like to shoot um, with some sunlight in and, and yeah. have some warmer colors because I feel it's just, it's just more my style. Yeah, um, and it looks more natural as well. Yeah. And what I always try, I have big difficulties actually, but what I always try is to clean out the watch itself, the case and everything. And yeah. uh, well, that's a whole new other topic we could talk Absolutely. about. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like uh, usually when I take uh, photos of my watches, uh, before that I just uh, clean them a little bit. So yeah. like if there's some dirt or something, clean the glass um, so that I get that uh, out of place. Uh, so that is uh, quite good. And then the rest is done like either in affinity if there's some dust on the dial or so yeah. or dust on the glass. And I just yeah. retouch that. That's, so yeah. that's pretty easy. But uh, apart from that, I don't really do anything else. I'm like maybe sometimes uh, get the light right a bit when it's too dark or too bright, for example. Uh, but not nothing else, like maybe some saturation or so. Yeah. But uh, that that usually works for me. And I'm not really a big uh, photo editor. Yeah. Um, so uh, if, if I don't like the picture, in most cases, I just yeah, I just retake the shot. Yeah. And uh, then I uh, do it all over again. So Cool. That's that's the way I work for it, which can be sometimes a little slow then, but it's a hobby. So, <laughs> and um, I have one big question for you because um, so you have one watch I really really like, <laughs> and that's the um, the Tudor Chrono, the all black Chrono. Yeah. And but the question is not not geared to the Chrono actually. Um, uh, it's more about the P zero one. So yeah, so I actually I, I, um, just for the people uh, who are watching, yeah, 
this is the the Black Bay Chrono that Nicholas is talking about. Yeah. So this was made for the for the All Blacks, uh, the New Zealand so team. Cool. So cool. And this is the P01, which just came back from service, and I'm very happy about that. Uh, why do I love this watch? Uh, yeah. That is. Um, that is actually uh, a question that fits very well into the the whole of my collection. Like uh, many watches in my collection are pretty like uh, the the standard stuff that everybody likes. Uh, let's say uh, Daytona, for example. Most people love the Daytona. Um, I love the Daytona as well, but it's for me it's uh, it's not that much of a special watch. Uh, like not that is uh, like that I don't appreciate it. I absolutely love it, but it's not that outstanding. And the P01 is because it's a very unusual design. Yeah. You get this, this is will be this click where you can rotate the bezel um, yeah. and otherwise just lock it into place. Uh, and what I love about this watch is that it was uh, made for the military, for the US military, um, when they were looking for um, uh, a timepiece. And to answer vintage watchzilla's question, yes, you can do that. The only thing you have to make sure is that um, the the clicker stays up because sometimes it's very easy, like when, when you pull on it, that you just close it back down. This is a safety mechanism so that you don't leave it open and that you like uh, get something caught in between here uh, and that you don't accidentally turn the bezel. But it works on the wrist, actually. Uh, you just have to uh, like press it down and then you can work on it. So that's no problem at all. Um, so this watch was made uh, for the military. Uh, not that I uh, appreciate uh, the military or anything. Like uh, I, I prefer peace, um, but uh, I, I love the concept behind it because somebody put some thinking into it. Okay, how can we make this watch uh, to work uh, given uh, the specifications? And uh, in my my main job, I'm an engineer. So I'm an electrical engineer, so not really mechanical stuff uh, on my side, but um, I love engineering and I love people who like say, okay, we have this, this application and we want to solve, with, uh, solve it with something. And this is exactly what Tudor did with this watch. And this is something that I really appreciate. Then again, it's also a very unusual looking watch, which I also like because it stands out. Yeah. I, I prefer watches that are conversation starters. So yeah. um, that is something that is really, really cool. Um, and this is the same with, with the Citizen watch. It was really purposely built for the job to be a dive watch. It has a mechanism as well to lock the uh, bezel and to unlock the bezel. So that is something that's really purposely built. And this is what I appreciate about most of the watches. This is also uh, something with the uh, Zinn EZM 1.1, yep. which was originally built for the uh, German um, Toll Special Forces. So uh, this is a piece they were uh, they designed for that, and they built watches for the GSG-9, which are like uh, German uh, special forces, the KSK, which is like the uh, comparison uh, from Germany to the U.S. Navy SEALs, and they built all of these watches. So this is something that I really appreciate, and this is also something what I appreciate about the the P01 because it's a very polarizing timepiece, and. Uh, this is, I don't know, like makes me like it even more. And if people start hating it in the comment section uh, on my Instagram, it's like, I'm always like, yeah, I, I, I don't care. I love this watch. And uh, like it's, I mean, it's a hobby after all. It's yeah. like, uh, if I decide to spend that money on the watch, then yes, I did that. And that's totally what I want to do uh, with yeah. it. And other people saying like, oh, it's expensive. It's stupid to spend, uh, pen, uh, spend, uh, spend that uh, amount of money on a timepiece. 
Of course, yeah, but then you could just wear a $10 Casio, which is not bad. It's a cool watch. The, uh, I don't know the, uh, the exact reference number. It's FW91 or something, which is LCD watch, $10 uh, on, or 10 euros on Amazon. And this will serve you well. 10-year battery, so that's working uh, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that's also nothing uh, to, uh, to be uh, yeah, ashamed of or so. And, uh, yeah, vintage watchzilla, yeah, of course. If it's not Rolex, it's, it's garbage, but that is, yeah. I think this is something we hear a lot. Yeah, ab absolutely. A lot of hate on everything that's not Rolex. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just not true. I mean, there's so many cool absolutely. Uh, watches in many, many different um, price variations. A absolutely. And same and, goes and, for the P01. Yeah, uh, the tour, uh, yeah and, and to remain with the unusual watches, um, there's one yeah. I have to put it on the wrist just for the comparison. Yeah. This is the Oyster Perpetual 34 millimeters. <laughs> so this is my smallest watch so far. There yeah. is the possibility that I will be owning a 33 millimeter watch in the near future. Yeah. And um, actually this watch, I, I love it because I can wear it at all times. Yeah. Like with a business suit, with a t-shirt, yeah. uh, when I go climbing, I know Patrick is going to uh, start a war <laughs> in the comments now, uh, but I, I do wear that watch while climbing, and uh, yeah. I don't know if you can see that, but it's it's pretty scratched already yeah. on, on the clasp and stuff, but I never hurt myself with it, uh, which Patrick uh, usually suggests, and uh, it hasn't fallen off uh, yet, so it, I still wear it while climbing. Uh, and this is a watch that I also really love, and it's probably my favorite Rolex, even though I have a Daytona, a GMT Master, and some other Rolex pieces. Um, this is my favorite one, because, yeah. like, again, conversation starter. People yeah. ask, because people know that I'm into watches, they ask, okay, what kind of watch are you wearing? And I show them this, and they were like, oh, that's a Rolex? I didn't know Rolex does yeah. watches like that, because mo yeah. uh, most of the people, they just know the Submariner and the GMT Master. Yeah. And uh, this is this is what I really like about it, and this is um, yeah, it's it's a really cool watch and uh, a watch that I can wear in most situations because it's so understated and uh, it works everywhere. It's a hundred meters water resistant, so when I go uh, to the swimming pool, I just don't have to take it off. Uh, nobody will steal it, uh, which is quite nice. And then uh, yeah, I just have this watch and I can wear it all the time, and this is what I appreciate about it. And if another brand would build a watch like this size, this specifications it wouldn't need to be a Rolex for me. If it would be built by Omega, I would love it uh, by Omega. If it would be built by Tudor, I would love it by Tudor. If it would be built by uh, any independent watchmaker, I would love it. Uh, just because the watch does what I need and what I want uh, the most in a watch uh, that I can wear in all situations. Yeah. So this is uh, what I really appreciate about this timepiece. And yeah. this makes it uh, one of my favorite timepieces. Very cool. And um, I question, uh, a question I ask every time uh, in a different form most of the times, but sometimes it comes up and, and sometimes uh, I need to ask is, uh, do you ever change your bracelets or your straps? Yes, I do, actually. Uh, I have absolutely no watch on my table uh, that has a chain straps, uh, a strap right now, um, but I do that quite often. And... Um, just uh, let me check. No, there's actually, yeah, I, I have one here, that, but that is uh, still the original bracelet for the yeah. Tudor North flag. So I bought it on the uh, leather strap, but yeah. the leather strap doesn't really work uh, when you want to wear it uh, in a more active way. So when I'm uh, in the mountains, I love wearing this watch, 
but the leather strap will be uh, done after a few days uh, when you're sweating. So that's not yeah, a really sure. good thing. So the first thing that I did was actually get the rubber strap of the Pelagos and put it on here. Yeah. Which worked very nice. But very the thing nice. is, um, yes, you, you can put it on there. But taking it off is uh, a bit more difficult because uh, it actually has uh, plastic tubes inside. Yeah. Because uh, on the Pelagos, you don't fit it right here because you have an, an end link on the Pelagos yeah. where you put it in. And you take the whole end link off. So this doesn't really work for the uh, North flag because it has a fixed end link yeah. uh, integrated bracelet. Um, so I had to cut apart the whole strap and basically just uh, ruin the, the rubber strap for it. And then I got the bracelet, uh, which is a lot more comfortable um, yeah. to wear as well. And I, I do like bracelets, uh, but I do like rather, uh, rubber straps as well. I rarely wear leather straps. So I have, um, like, this is one of the watches uh, that I wear on leather. It's a Dornblut and Sun. Yeah. Um, this is actually a unique piece he made for my 25th birthday, and I wanted something a little different. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 not really uh, outstanding or something. It just has um, like uh, it's it's a day. Uh, it has a date indicator, um, small seconds, um, and of course the time. And right. so basically, what we did was uh, change the colors uh, on the 28th, on the 6th, and add a 1992 for my birth year, uh, just to have a like as a commemorative piece. And what I love most about the watch is the backside, because there's wow. beautiful movement yeah. that uh, that fits completely into the case uh, oh. and it's not uh, held with any movement rings. So that is something that I really appreciate. And this is also one of my favorite watches. And I do wear this one on leather because it doesn't work on rubber. I yeah. tried it. Uh, yeah. It it didn't look good because it's 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 a dress watch and putting yeah. that on a rubber strap that looks very sporty just yeah. doesn't work. And a metal bracelet, no, I haven't really tried that. Um, so yeah, this is a, a watch that I wear on a leather strap. The same with the Chrono Swiss that doesn't work on a NATO or rubber strap. So um, just go with the leather there. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I prefer like more sporty watches and more yeah. sporty bracelets as well. Very cool. Very cool. And I do change them myself yeah. all of the time. Yeah. yeah. So that is, yeah. So you, do, do you change with the tool or do you have some some straps that have the quick quick exchange mechanism? Uh, both actually. So yeah. uh, like most of the aftermarket straps that I buy, uh, I usually look for ones that have the built-in uh, uh, pin and buckles, uh, uh, pins where you can just uh, use it without a tool. Um, for the ones that I, uh, because I just did a strap change uh, a few days ago, still yeah. have the tool lying here, just use yeah. this normal small one. Uh, yeah. Just works perfectly fine. You have to be a bit careful that the spring bar doesn't uh, jump around uh, anywhere and you will uh, never find it back. Yeah. But uh, then again, yeah, I, I do that uh, that way, just uh, change all the straps. And um, I've actually been looking uh, at the hair straps. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still deciding like uh, on, on some of the rubber straps because I, yeah. I do want to have them, some interchangeable yeah. uh, straps for yeah. uh, some of my watches for the upcoming summer if we're allowed to go out again and <laughs> maybe head for the beach. So uh, a nice sure. rubber strap will be something I, good. I, I'm sure we will. Yeah, I just wanted to suggest actually for 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 one of the pieces you could try um, you could try one of the the caoutchouc and leather combinations. Oh yeah, that that will work good. But the the only thing is uh, that of course I can't take that one swimming, right? Oh yeah, yeah. True. So uh, <laughs> so that is uh, but I love the design from those and uh, also the the one with the uh, the sailcloth pattern. That yeah. one looks really really cool yeah. and. Uh, 
I think um, there will be some great options. I just have to dig into it and see what would fit uh, which watch. Yeah. There's also also one watch that I really love um, and a strap that I really love. Yeah. That is on the H Moser Pioneer. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if you can see it, but yeah. the, the strap has holes in it. Yeah. And this is great for summer because usually on rubber straps, it's pretty easy to sweat underneath it. Yeah. And with the, with the holes inside, it just uh, circulates the air very well and you don't yeah. sweat underneath it. So yeah. that's really, really nice. And... Uh, I love wearing that watch in summer. Yeah. Uh, all the year, uh, of course, but uh, like uh, in summer, it's really, really good. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful piece. Um, yeah. I love I love what they do, uh, what H Moser do, does with the with the dials. The few dials are like, really, really cool. The the, the Fume dials for yeah. for the people who don't exactly know what it is, it's it's a dial that uh, like is a bit brighter in the center and then like, degrades to the uh, to the outside. Um, the, this is a very dark one because it's the Midnight Fume. Um, yeah. They also have very bright ones, and uh, I do love all the colors that yeah. they've done. I also love the Vanta Black version, where yeah. they have like a completely black dial that absorbs 99.9% .9 of yeah. all light, which is really, really cool, and yeah. um, that is something uh, that's that I really love about the brand. And they do what they want to do. So, uh, yes. like, if they want to make a watch out of cheese, they make a watch out of cheese, and they did that. So, um, everybody... Uh, who doesn't know H Moser? Look them up. Uh, they're they're an amazing brand, and uh, they make fun watches, and they make very serious watches as well. Yeah, I, I still remember the the watch, the one concept watch they did where they combined all the DNA assets from many many different brands. Yeah, I love that one as well. <laughs> yeah. I still have a picture of it, uh, but yeah, they. Uh, they had to take it down because yeah. uh, they actually uh, th that is also something that I appreciate about Moser yeah. is they wanted to use the the money that they uh, they got from selling that piece to support independent watchmakers. Yeah. Um, the thing is, it was taken down. They were not allowed uh, to sell it. Um, of course, we're also not allowed to uh, say who sued them uh, uh, within 18 hours, so that they, they had to take it down again. Uh, but uh, it was a funny story, and if you look at the watch, uh, you can see a lot of different brands, and then you can just make up your minds, uh, yeah. like which watch brand uh, suit them. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it will be possible for all of them, of course. But yeah. uh, it was a really funny watch, and yeah. uh, I love what they do. Yeah, and and last year I think in in uh, SIHH and in Basel they had the the plant the plant yeah uh, the green watch. Yeah, so that was that was also really cool. That was. Uh, yeah, the, the the dial was made out of moss, and uh, it was actually on the strap and on the case, there was grass growing, and uh, that was really, really cool piece. And you really, you have to trim it, because yeah. it will uh, continue growing. You also have to water it, yeah. and uh, I think that's that's a very great concept. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Um, Simeon, it was awesome talking to you. I yeah, absolutely, my pleasure. I these, these chats around 30 minutes, and... Um, yeah. Um, it's perfect. I really loved your story. Um, thank you. Thank you. And I think same goes for, for Patrick. I think we can easily do a second round and talk a little uh, bit absolutely. more. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we, we can, we can do that. And then we can also specify some watches that we want to talk about. And, uh, I think there, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. So that's, yeah. uh, that's really cool. Yeah. And, uh, thank you very much for, for having me in the interview yeah, series. Welcome. Uh, Really appreciate it. I love the format, and uh, I think that's like some casual talking. It's very yeah. nice, and it's also nice to see some of the people uh, of the industry because 
Like, to be honest, uh, we would have met in Basel, but there is no Basel this year, and I don't think there will be another Basel world no, in the coming so. years. So no. that that's that. So, uh, yeah, but uh, we'll see how that will uh, move on in the future. And I hope that at some point we'll all meet again for some schnitzel dinner or a beer. Uh, so that will that will be great. And it's yeah. uh, it was great seeing you and yeah. uh, talking to you. It was really Same. fun. Same. It was a pleasure having Thank you. Thank you for agreeing to yeah. do this. Yeah, and thank for uh, thank you to everybody who was uh, watching and uh, Patrick for the comments. <laughs> Probably get to hear something in regarding <laughs> to wearing my watches while climbing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you, everyone. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you, Simeon. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Have a nice evening. Bye bye. Yeah, you too. Bye.